Welcome to the Marginally Pertinent Podcast. We are so glad you joined us again. Uh, I am Bart, one of your hosts. Joining me is our other host, Randall Latham. And how's everyone doing? Hope uh, hope the year has not been too crazy for you, although I'm sure it probably has. I mean, it's been crazy for us, hasn't it, Bart? It has. Uh, just hopefully maybe it's been a little less crazy than it possibly could have been. Um, yeah, 2020 uh, definitely has thrown, I don't know that there's anybody it has not thrown like 50 curveballs to. Exactly. It has definitely, I mean, there are more than 7 billion people on the planet. And I think we can honestly say that the pandemic itself has affected every single one of those people in some shape or form. Probably. Except maybe those still isolated tribes in South America or the Indonesian islands or whatever. Um, those might be the select few. Who would have thought that, that would be a desirable place to be? <laughs> pretty desirable. So I think the last time or, that we actually were on the podcast internet airwaves was March of this year. Seems a little hard to believe. It does. Um, I mean, it does feel like it's been a little while, mainly just for the fact of wanting to record, but life happens and 2020 happens and puts uh, marginally pertinent a little to the side when everything else is getting taken care of. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Cause I know that you and I have been talking about new episodes since gosh, June or July brainstorming yes. show ideas and stuff like that. We have notes for some of that stuff, but um, cause I know that my schedule changed drastically uh, this year. I mean, I moved back home in March. I've not traveled at all. This year, all of my work has been from home. Uh, so like our normal recording times that we used to have, no longer there anymore. So we've had to kind of rearrange some stuff, try to find the recording times. Your schedule as a flight attendant, which we're going to talk about even later in this little episode, has changed quite a bit as well. It has. Um, we, as I believe I mentioned before, my wife is also a flight attendant, but... Mm-hmm. Um, to assist the company in survival, uh, she was offered, well, not just her, but our work group was offered a, a, an amount of time off. And so my wife was able to take that. So that has actually been wonderful for us because we actually see each other now. Uh, instead of just passing in the night as one of us comes home and the other one heads out to go to work. But in that, and, you know, being, trying to be a good husband and a good father, uh, I spend time with her while she's, while I'm home. So that limits my time uh, for podcasting to time on the road. And people who have a normal work week usually find their weekends rather busy with other stuff. And I don't have that normal work week, so it throws everything off with my friends. <laughs> yes, exactly. 
yeah, self-employed people like myself, we don't have normal work weeks either. But it's more normal than any of your work weeks ever look like. Well, and, and your your wife and has a normal work week. Your kids have a normal school week, so that puts pressure on the weekends to get family stuff done. That's very true. Yep, exactly. So, um, so yeah, th- this year. Uh, you probably end or ending this year far differently than you began this year in January, whether you're a flight attendant like Bart, whether you're a self-employed guy like myself or a school teacher, uh, a waiter or waitress. Holy cow. I'm sure your job has changed dramatically as well, depending on where you live. I'm sure you're probably looking at 2021, hoping that like there is something like a corner to turn. I know people are just expecting January 1st that it's all going to go away. Sadly, that's not going to be the case. But hopefully, hopefully 2021, we can kind of see a slight return back to the way things were in 2019, maybe. I don't know. Uh, I sure hope so. I am I am just hoping for herd immunity to kick in so we can lose the masks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I certainly because, don't want any more people dying from it, though. N- no. But I tell you what, my job will be much harder if we have to go back to regular service while wearing masks because people don't seem to understand that on an airplane with those engines roaring, the flight attendant in the middle of the aisle can't hear the person on the window that's trying to whisper their order over the sound of those engines. So they, and sometimes they cover their mouth like they're trying, I don't know what they're trying to do. Um, anyway, if, if they have the mask on, because right now all we do is pass out uh, water and a snack. And when we have to go back to taking orders, if people are wearing masks, that's going to be brutal. It's going to add probably 10 to 15 minutes on our service time. Right. Oh, did you order a bum and bum and roke? No, I ordered a rum and coke. (laughs) Okay. Did you order tomato juice? Uh, No, I ordered a Sprite. (laughs) Oh, how did I mess those up? Yeah. So when, when you guys start taking orders again, you're, you're saying the average traveler should be expecting a few mess ups on their orders. Probably. Yes. And, (laughs) You know, so give a little lead into our show today. Uh, we are kind of doing a recap from one of last year's shows about holiday travel because here we are coming into the holiday season and people are traveling. You know, a lot more people are traveling. I've noticed a steady increase in our flight loads. We are. Um, adding more cities we're we're just doing more so the demand is coming back which is awesome it's wonderful because i like job security and things have changed though for every passenger because of covid and how you have to operate on an airplane so we'll we'll add some of that stuff a little bit later after we finish saying hi again. That's right. That's right. So, um, 
don't know. What else has changed? What else has been going on this year? I mean, like, I feel like, I feel like 2020 has been a year of like new stuff. So like, what, how did your family life at home change due to the pandemic? Bart? Let's, let's start there. Oddly, oddly enough, ours didn't change much because we homeschool already. So we still do school the same way. Once we got to go back to church, I mean, that, that is, was a little different because of you had to RSVP to make sure you had a seat. So we could afford uh, afford the space for social distancing. Um, the only thing that this has really made different is having my wife be home when I'm home, mm-hmm. which that's a bonus, in in my opinion. Yeah, <clears throat> I would agree. But but life itself didn't really change much for us at home because um, you know we live out in the country kind of do stuff on our own anyway. Uh, Back in the summer, yeah, it was a little different because, again, we weren't going to church. We weren't having our our, uh, small groups meeting. Uh, I think it probably affected the kids more because they weren't getting to see their friends. And so they were kind of getting a little stir crazy. Mm -hmm. So what about you? How did uh, life change for you? Well, you know, as I said earlier, I moved my office back home um, into the house. So, I mean, I was here in the house all the time. And then, of course, you know, school shut down in March around spring mm-hmm. break. And so then my kids and my wife were all in the house while I'm also working. And that worked really well. I mean, the kids had their own stuff to do. My wife had to go to making, you know, classroom videos and stuff. So she was busy doing her thing. Um, it's kind of funny though, because we, we do have, we did have a new neighbor that moved in who had a Harley and it was pretty funny because every time Tiff went to make a video, this dude seemed, he just had to hop on the Harley that one time a day that Tiff was making a video or something like that. And it was like, not just one day, it was every single day that she was making a video. It seemed like, so that was, now, that was, but if if I'm recalling correctly, though, he didn't actually go anywhere, right? No, he just sat on it, started it up, and just rode it in his driveway for 10 minutes. <laughs> because this was... So we, in, in our uh, chat group, um, got to hear the daily account of Harley Guy. And we're like, well, where is he going? And Randall says, nowhere. He, he just starts it up. And uh, because this is right in the height of quarantining, <laughs> nobody could go anywhere. Yes, that's so true. Yes. And uh, oh, oh my gosh, it was, but it, we, we finally got Good. to the point where we just had to be like, you can't make this stuff up. We'd have to laugh at it or else we're going to be so <laughs> mad. We'll, we'll do something we regret later. So, um, but eventually, I think maybe he got the point one day um, when we were out in the driveway doing something. I was recording her. She was doing a lesson in chalk on the driveway for her students. And he got outside and I just stopped and just stared. You know, like those, you know, those gifts or whatever where like the dude just like stares at the camera. I just did that. And finally <laughs> he caught me. And I guess he kind of realized what we were doing. He just shut it off. And I was like, 
all right, maybe I got the point across or something. I don't know. But that, now, now it seems like now that you know, COVID is kind of more normalized or whatever now, and at least in our part of the country, we can go places and do, do things with more regularity. He doesn't seem to just hop on and rev it up all, all day anymore. He's off doing stuff whatnot. So, but that was, that was part of it. But, um, so, I mean, that was, that was a big change was moving back home to work. Mm-hmm. The other part was that um, we didn't have sports. Like my kids are all involved in like almost every sport out there and all of their games got canceled. So that freed up every weekend we had for like three and a half months. It was wonderful. So wonderful. <laughs> and like we, we spent that time going hiking. We went to the lake. We, we did things that we talked about for years. Like, oh, we have a free weekend. We're going to go camping or we're going to go hiking. And then we never, like 52 weeks out of the year, 52 weekends, no free weekend. And suddenly we have like three and a half months of them. We're like just went crazy. So I enjoyed it so much that I think for a full month, when we started having soccer games on the weekend, I was cranky for a full month when we got back. I didn't, I didn't I understand it, but now that I'm talking about it now, I'm like, that's totally why I was cranky that entire month. Cause I, I don't want to go going, back to games. That's right. I want to go back to COVID. Nor, that, I want to do that. Like we were all on the rock. I got to go do stuff. then. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, uh, but that's, that's one of the things like the big thing that changed for us is that we had a whole lot more free time that, um, I mean, this other stuff that we were doing too, I think the girls love sports and their games and things like that. Uh, But it was really nice to kind of have that downtime and to maybe reconnect with them and them with us and stuff too. That was something that I had heard um, from, it was, so our church, our pastor would like interview people just to try to stay connected like not like uh church members but um other pastors and things like that just to put content out there because we couldn't meet in person and one of the things he um talked about this guy he was the lead things like the lead family ministry pastor at this church and in his research he was seeing that that's what was happening. Families were reconnecting where people were so busy with work and school and sports or just other extracurricular activities with when they were all canceled, even people had to stay home from work. Families were having to basically reintroduce themselves to each other. And it was actually a very positive thing for the family uh, which in our uh, very frantic high fast-paced world having that slowdown might have been a good thing yeah i agree um you know you always hear the phrase or the adage more is not always better i think sometimes we buy into the lie that the more activities we're in the more events we're going to things like that the better off our life is going to be and that is totally not the case is that um, i'd rather pick and choose some really great events and stuff to go do and be able 
to enjoy those moments instead of feeling like I have to rush from one event to the next event to the next event, never truly enjoying anything. Yes. That balance is hard to get though. Like how much, how many events is too many versus how much just sitting in front of my TV at home, reading a book or something (laughs) like that is, you know, where's, where's that balance there? That's, that's what I would struggle with. Yeah. All right, but yeah, that was those are probably the two big things for me this year that changed. Um, thankfully, no one in our family um, has gotten COVID. We we did have a couple of close friends and family members and stuff like that. Um, they did get it. My dad was actually in the hospital having problems at the beginning of all this, and it was strange just having to get updates from mom who didn't even get to go home and leave the hospital to get food or anything like that. So she was worn out, but having to rely on her to give messages about his condition and stuff, that was a little bit nerve wracking. But um, now I think now that the holidays are around, it's going to be crazy. I know that some States are already looking at doing lockdowns again. Um, some states are limiting or supposed to be limiting gatherings for, you know, Thanksgiving meals and stuff like that. So I realized that today's topic may not be relevant, may not be marked pertinent to everyone. Um, but hey, it I might be marginally that. pertinent. Yes, it might be marginally pertinent for like when you do get to travel again. Um, so so <laughs> we, we do want to take into consideration those people that do have a longing to go visit grandma and grandpa or have the, you know, have the kids come in for Thanksgiving and stuff that you, you may not have that opportunity just because of where you live. And, um, we do feel for you that, um, that you maybe are scared or don't want to or whatever. But the fact is, is that there are going to be lots of people still traveling for the holiday season. And there are a handful of things that they need to know about that are completely different than travel this time last year. And so Bart, there's no one I can think of that was better equipped to tell people about that than you yourself. So um, as you said earlier, we did have an episode last year about holiday travel and how to prepare for getting on a plane and what to wear and what to pack and all of that, what documents to have ready. So this is kind of a follow-up to that, like COVID edition, because now there are definitely things that are different. And so what are the big differences that people should be aware of when they do holiday travel this year? Well, uh, if you haven't listened to the uh, holiday travel episode, it was episode four, uh, Christmas Vacation Mm. was the title of it. Um, And it is a marathon episode, so because there's there's a ton of information packed into it. Like I would love there, to say that it's an hour of us joking around, but no, it's like two solid hours of information. And I actually had to cut so much from that that I could have just gone on and on and on about. Um, yeah, we probably could have done a four-part episode on that. Probably. But we, I'll keep this short. The main difference this year is masks. Um, you're, if you're going to fly on an airline, you're going to have to wear a mask the entire time you're on the plane. It's going to have to cover your nose and mouth, whether you like it or not. That's just how airports are running. That's how airlines are running. 
they're trying to just stay as safe as possible and just making sure that everybody is doing what the CDC has said people are supposed to do. And so, so this, is, this is regardless of your opinion of whether they work or they don't work, whether you like how they fit or don't fit. Like you have to wear it. There's, there's no if, ands, or buts about it. Correct. And if you try to put up a stink, guess who's not going on vacation? Um, you will get kicked off the airplane if you do choose not to comply. doesn't matter what airline. doesn't matter what airport. doesn't matter who you are or how fancy, important you think you are. They would not let you ride on that airplane if you refuse to wear a face mask. A lot of people are ha- are having issues with their kids, the mainly the wee little ones, because um, if they're above two, they're supposed to be wearing a face mask. There, you have to have some grace on that one. They're two years old. They are not going to want to wear a face mask for a three-hour flight or even a one-hour flight, really. So if that little kid a couple rows away from you isn't wearing their face mask. You might just have to get over yourself and say, it's a little kid that the parents are trying the best they can. Um, so that that's another thing that I've seen the, again, not, not taking masks lightly or too seriously. Um, you've got the people who just, it's obvious they're the ones that as soon as they can get to a place where they think people aren't going to care, they're ripping that mask off. Then you also have the people who are wearing almost full biohazard suits through the airport onto the airplane that think if a dust particle off of another person gets close to them, they're going to die. Uh, You've got the whole spectrum of caring about the masks there the best thing to do just put it on deal with it until you can get to wherever you're allowed to take it off right all right good good information there so be prepared to wear a mask is that that also in the airport itself or just that is also in the airport Okay. They have signs up all over the place. They're making constant PAs about being safe, socially distancing, wearing the mask. Are people doing it? No, not always. Social distancing is out the window at an airport. I mean, that's just its just not happening. It did at first, uh, especially when the airline started opening the middle seats. People were were doing that social distancing. Now, especially as airlines have started now allowing middle seats to be filled up, so they are filling up their airplanes. December 1st, as far as I know, will mark when every airline, at least in America, is filling up their seats. Um. So there will be no more middle empty middle seats to 
give that buffer. So again, there's a little additional reason to wear that mask because you will have somebody sitting next to you more than likely. Are there exceptions? Yes. When you're eating or drinking, actively eating or drinking, not that you've got a bottle in that seat back pocket waiting to be drunk, a bottle of water, soda or whatever. Um, but you've got food actively going into your mouth. You can take your mask off. A lot of people try to uh, make it look like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm actively eating and drinking. And they're just holding <laughs> like a cracker or something in front of their face just so they don't have to wear the mask. But what's more uncomfortable? Wearing a mask that by now most people have gotten custom ish made masks that should be relatively comfortable or sitting there with your hand in front of your face, holding a piece of food and not actually eating it, but it's right there and you have to hold it there the entire time just so you don't have to wear your mask. I would, I would just wear the mask and yeah, again, not going into personal preference. Um, make it easier on yourself. Don't make it harder on the flight attendants that are walking by and seeing that happen. And because the flight attendants, again, are tasked with trying to police this stuff unfairly. I'm throwing out some opinion there. But, um, yeah, your flight attendants have to police it. And if you're not wearing your mask and it's obvious that you're not eating, they are going to say something to you. I will say on the on the mask is that I'm I'm a guy that I don't have to wear one day in and day out because I work by myself in my office out of my home. Um, but we did go to a theme park a few weeks back, and the theme park did require a mask to be worn at all times, whether you're on a ride or anything like that. Like like being on the airline, you can only take off supposedly when you're uh, eating or drinking in like one of the restaurants they have there, and. To be completely honest, yes, it was annoying to have to wear it and keep up with it and all that stuff. But, you know, by lunchtime or even in the afternoon or whatever, I barely even realized that I was wearing the mask anymore. I'd just gotten used to it. Um, so I'm kind of like you. Do I like having to wear a mask and all that stuff? No, I don't like it. But it's really what one of the lesser evils when it comes down to it and, and many of these things. And I would rather wear my mask than have to get into a one-sided yelling match with the person in the biohazard suit. <laughs> right. Because I've seen it. I've seen the one-sided yelling. It's, it's the biohazard person that's doing the yelling. Um, but, yeah, and, I'm just going to wear my mask. Right. And we don't, we don't know the biohazard person's story. We don't know no, why. No, you don't know their story. Why they feel the way they do about it or anything like that. And granted, you know, COVID does affect certain people differently than it does others. There is a real threat to some people out there. And so maybe mm -hmm. that feels like they are one of those people and, they feel they are more than warranted to wear the biohazard suit and want that protection there because 
maybe they are that kind of person that gets affected that way. Maybe so. Good news, though. Studies have now been done, and I wish I could remember who did the study. It's like official people, uh, not just Joe Schmo in his little private airplane. Um, There have been studies that show the risk of COVID transmission on an airplane is like almost impossible. Not impossible, but very improbable. That's the word I was looking for. Because of the cleaning measures that have been put into place, the overnight thorough cleanings that are now happening, the, um, the static spray, static antimicrobial spray, I think is what they call it, um, that they are spraying on throughout the entire airplane every 30 days because it sticks to every surface in the aircraft and it it lasts, it kills uh, bacteria and viruses and all that yucky stuff for, I'm assuming well beyond 30 days because they're spraying it every 30 days. Um, The way that the air is recycled every two to three minutes, the air inside an air, a commercial aircraft cabin is completely recirc- not recirculated, completely transferred out. Um, air is being pulled into the engines, pulled into the ventilation system, pushed through the cabin, and then it goes out of an exit valve towards the after the aircraft. So all that air is continuously being cycled through. So every two to three minutes, it's brand new air that you're breathing. They are they have hospital grade air filters in the ventilation systems. So the chance of you, regular Joe, getting on the plane next to another regular Joe and contracting COVID is very slim, according to this study. I'm reading one here that I just pulled up. It's a Harvard study released just in October that says that flying on an airline may actually be safer than eating in a restaurant. There you go. Um, Due to the HEPA filters that are on board airliners and all that stuff. So if you fear traveling, unless like the dude like sitting next to you turns over and licks you, you're (laughs) probably probably going to be okay well he's going to have to lick you on the eye to actually (laughs) like the eye or the the mouth or the nose you may have a bigger problem than covid if that's what that person is doing (laughs) that's that's Um, how we oh man just (laughs) think that just gives me the creeps (laughs) hey neighbor Uh, flight attendant, I just got licked. <laughs> you, may, um, you may leave with COVID and a sexual harassment suit on yeah. that one. <laughs> Man, and now I got to do paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Uh, so, masks are mandated. Is there anything else that has changed in the world of flying? So, uh, yeah. As passengers, passengers are bringing on the disinfectant wipes. 
and they are wiping down the entire section where they are sitting now. Some people used to do that before COVID. They'd come in, they'd wipe off their tray, they'd wipe off the seat where they're sitting. Now, it's actually gotten less, but for a while there, the majority of the passengers were cleaning every surface that they might come in contact with. And then they take those wet wipes and shove them in the seat back pocket with the safety information card. Cause we don't have magazines on the plane anymore, but those wet wipes, those, those safety information cards are card stock. So it is paper, even though they're slightly laminated to protect it longer. You have that wipe sitting on that paper it ruins that cardstock. Yeah. It also gets all over the netting and the fabric or whatever is in that seat back pocket. It's just gross. And then the flight attendants are cleaning up and they, or the cleaning crew that comes on or is cleaning up. And then there's this nasty wet wipe that somebody has put there. Um, so that difference is if you're going to do that, if you're going to, disinfect the entire seat area that has just been disinfected by the cleaning crew. Please take them out and take those wipes and throw them away when your flight attendants come by to pick up trash. Right. Yes. It's very annoying having, actually, I don't know if I said that in the last episode or in episode four or not, but don't leave trash in the seat back pocket. It is not a trash can. This is a million multi-million dollar aircraft i know i said that this is not the family station wagon or the family rv or the family minivan where you can just throw trash in the doors it is not your airplane no matter how expensive your ticket was right yeah throw your trash away yeah i tell my children that too when they leave trash back there that's because that's because you're a good dad i try (laughs) probably like listen this is not your vehicle clean up after yourself yeah okay that is all good stuff bart um and i think what it you could probably boil it down to is have a little bit of respect for other people out there i seems it seems like especially with the election season oh we didn't talk about the election season do we even dare breach that topic i don't think so but with the election now kind of rolling to an end it's kind of clear that we have lost a sense of respect for our fellow man or woman. Yes. And um, I, I don't know. It almost feels like people feel like they have the right to be able to say whatever and anything to anyone at any time. And um, I don't know. I feel like we need to get back to a place where holding our tongue in check a little bit is, is cool or at least if we have to say something or feel like we need to say something at least uh, at least say it with an amount of respect for the individual we're speaking to definitely um in this day and age where any tom delilah bart or randall can make a podcast um and and their voices trying to make their voice heard Talking on speaking of just airplane air uh, airport, your political 
political opinions don't matter on the airplane. Your socioeconomic opinions don't matter on the airplane. Your civil rights opinions don't matter on the airplane. What matters is everybody on there, except for the handful of dogs or cats, um, are human beings. And they should all be respected as such. So follow the rules, wear your masks, whether you want to or not. Speak kindly. Don't push and shove. That doesn't help either. Yeah. Won't get you off the airplane faster. It'll get you off in handcuffs, but not faster. <laughs> you might get off that. You might actually get off faster. That you, way. you might. You might. But you're going to be held up somewhere else later, though. <laughs> but great point. Um, I'm so ready for this to be over. The just the election season, the COVID season. Same. Just choose kindness, people. Choose kindness. Choose kindness. There's your marginally pertinent advice tidbit for the day. Choose kindness. That could that could go. That's part. That's pertinent in every situation. Choose kindness. It is. That is not marginally pertinent. That is everywhere pertinent. That's majorly pertinent. <laughs> majorly pertinent. <laughs> that's spinoff podcast we're going to do. <laughs> majorly pertinent. That's where we'll talk about elections. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, probably. Oh, man. Uh, but yeah, um, I feel like this is a good episode. Good stuff wrapped up here. Uh, we had follow-up to last year's podcast and a good way to start this one up again. Um, I mean, we've got – we have some serious topics lined up this year. They're not all lighthearted and stuff. And um, I'm looking forward to doing that. Uh, looking forward to maybe trying to get some guest speakers on here as well. So it's not just us two rambling on for hours and hours on end. Um, but also, like, if, if you're a listener and you have something that you want to have discussed, please feel free to shoot us emails or message us on our Instagram and Facebook accounts. You can find us by searching Marginally Pertinent. You can find me or Bart on Instagram. And um, also, you can email either one of us, uh, Bart at marginallypertinent.com or Randall at marginallypertinent.com. So, all right. That's all right. Well, I think, uh, I think we've talked about all we can talk on this. So, when you're going out to travel, make sure you listen to the last podcast, episode four of our season one. Uh, it's called uh, Marginally Pertinent Christmas Vacation because we named everything after popular movies in our first season. And um, check that out. Listen to all the high points that Bart gave us on how to prepare and pack and also act and behave on an airline. And then we also hope that you enjoyed our little follow-up here about the coronavirus and what to expect from getting on the plane now for holiday travel. If you are traveling for the holidays, be safe wherever you're going. Um, respect other people, please, for crying out loud, respect other people. And... Um, Bart, anything else you'd like to add to this episode? We'll talk to you next time. Come on back. Excellent. And until we see each other again, stay pertinent, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Marginally Pertinent Podcast. 
You can find us on the web at marginallypertinent.com. You can email us at randall at marginallypertinent.com or bart at marginallypertinent.com. And then you can also find us on Facebook and Instagram by searching Marginally Pertinent. We'd love to hear from you, so stop by, leave us a comment, or shoot us an email. We'd love to hear your topics and also your comments on every episode. Again, thank you for listening.